There's three things you can do if someone wants full retail price, right? One is owner finance. Two is be a realtor. Three is be awesome until a tree falls on the roof or they have to sell nope. for a distressed reason and they still call you later. You know, so that's actually a great point that great customer service and a great interaction is like a whole nother offloading strategy in itself. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azreia.org. Hello, welcome to another episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Marcus Maloney. And on today, we're going to be talking about leads. We're going to talk about lead generation, what you need to do, how you need to do it. And we'll hear from an expert on today. But before we get started, our doors will be opening very, very soon for our next round of the Deal Finders Club. So make sure you go to the website, AZDFC dot com and secure your spot today for the deal finders club so without any further delay i have nicholas nick with lead mining pros here on today we're going to talk about all things leads so nick how are you doing doing good man i'm doing good marcus how about yourself i am doing great doing great man so just full transparency guys i use lead mining pros before to do some cold calling and some text messaging um, before, before we brought everything in-house. So this is definitely a resource that I can get behind because I use them personally. So Nicholas, man, before you got started, kind of give us your backstory. What did you do prior to lead gen and everything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I always joke and say my story is a little bit like a Bible story, you know? And I think the closer all of us get through our lives or to the end of our lives, the more we realize how everything did happen to us for a reason. Yep. And, and I've had a hell of a life. You know, I had bad ADHD growing up. I was a bad kid. I was always putting my hands on people, very uh-huh. tons of energy, but I had a really patient father and my dad, I can't believe how patient he was. He took someone who was unmoldable and mm-hmm. gave the facilities to become a millionaire. And, wow. and that was beautiful. I just lost my dad on New Year's Eve of this last year. Oh man, sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was, it is, and it was bad. I feel, you know, it's pretty intense. He was my best friend, he was my mentor. But in his passing, I actually, like I already loved the man so much, he was my best friend, but in his passing, I mean, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude because that's when you really see everything True. someone did for you. 
my dad was awesome. Then after childhood left, you know, well, two things I'll share with you guys. My dad did because he always talked to me. I think he could tell I was a little son of a bitch. Right. Okay. He would always say, Nick, uh, you should, you should always create win-wins for everybody. You should always be very diplomatic. You know, you always hear out every one side of the story. And I remember being like eight and I'm like, what is he, what is he talking about? (laughs) Right. I don't know what he's talking about. And come to find out that's what my bit, like I'm a win winner. If anyone ever calls me or has an issue, we both walk away winning all the time. And I never create scenarios where other people lose and I'm very diplomatic. And, you know, so my dad really did a great job. So those were two nuggets dad gave me in the beginning. After that, I was a restaurant manager for 13 years, and that felt like a waste of my time at first when I left that career, right? Imagine like flipping burgers for 13 years. How do you walk away from that sometimes feeling like that wasn't a waste, right? However, my first two years out, I was almost like depressed of how much time I spent in that industry. But now... I mean, I have to own the fact that that industry made me the hard work and MFer that I am today. Mm-hmm. And it was because I would work 12 hour shifts and deal with insane customers and crazy employees. And all of that is what allowed me to have the skill and the fortitude that I have now. So, 13 years in the restaurant industry, tons of lessons, fighting customers. I had to call the cops on people. I, I've cleaned up poop from places that poop shouldn't be wow. uh, all, all that kinds of fun. Yeah. Literally myself, you know, and I had a rule when I was a restaurant manager and that was, I'm the highest paid person in the building. So because I'm the highest paid person in the building, I'm going to do the ugly shit. I'm okay. not, I'm not going to go to my dishwasher and say, Hey, someone just blew up the bathroom. Why don't you go clean it up? He's already the lowest paid guy in the place. Right. Right. Want to make this guy's job worse. You know what I mean? True, true. I would actually go in there and I would always do all the cleaning myself. And and it's because how I felt like, how dare I? I mean, if someone wants to help, jump on in. (laughs) Right, right, right. I get it. That's, that's, that's a good philosophy to have because not everybody have that. You know, a lot of time people take the other position. Hey, you know what? I'm the highest paid guy on the totem pole. Right. You go and do this, you know? So man, that's the meant to your character. Well, thank you. And you know what actually taught me that now that I think about it was I was my first promotion ever. Five people in the company went up for, and I'm the one who got it. So now I'm mm-hmm. working now I'm working with four people who wish they had my job. That's your job, right. <laughs> so what I started doing, because again, this is now this is cool. Going back to my dad's diplomacy and win-wins, is now I'm the manager. Whenever I would deal with those employees or really all employees, if there was two jobs to do. I would always give myself the dirty one. Hey, why don't you go do, do this? I'm going to go scrub the toilets. Hey, I'll clean this up. Why don't you go clock out? Mm-hmm. And then I remember one of the employees who was going up to bat with me at first for the role. He uh-huh. looked at me and he said, bro, after I did that, one of those times where I took the dirty job, he literally said, Nick, I'm so glad they promoted you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that just carries with me through my career. It was an early start. I had to prove to everyone why I was a manager. And instead of doing it by being strict or stern, mm-hmm. get it by doing work they didn't want to do for that. And yeah. I think that that was really cool. And l- let's cut to now. There's no, now it makes perfect sense why I own a cold calling company 
it's the work that nobody wants to wants do. to do. Or- it literally is scrubbing toilets of the real estate industry. And I think that that's really cool. Actually, I've never worked through it like this before. So that was a, that was a great question. But but yeah, so, you know, there, there was something that happened in between. After I left the restaurant, I did get a job at a real estate education company. And okay. actually what pointed me at real estate, I had never known real estate was a business. Again, I'm just a restaurant employee. Right, right. You know, I'm just selling burgers and fries. That's my business, not not selling and flipping houses and um, flipping burgers. To flipping, mm-hmm. flipping burgers to flipping houses. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good marketing. <laughs> but you know, so then I did that for three years, and that company really opened up my eyes. There was a lot of people in there who paid a lot of money for education. I really respect and appreciate education, but I believe that there's a point where you need leads to really get an education. Absolutely. I mean, I always say education without leads is just theory, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like my company gets people out of the theory of real estate and puts them in the game. Let's use and get more education. We don't actually know until we do, not just hearing someone tell it to us. So, I thought it was really cool that I created this company because even though I came from an education company, I actually call us an education company poised as a lead generation company, right? Because when you hire us, you're going to learn. You're going to learn about your market. You're going to learn how good you do handling leads. You'd be surprised how many people I send leads to and they don't even call them. I can believe it. I can believe it. That, um, even in my business, man, I had to go through quite a few people because we would do all of the lead gen and we would pass those leads over to people. And I'm like, how come you're not following up? You know, this is, this is free money for you right here. And they don't want to follow up. Don't want to make the phone calls. So guys, if you're out there listening, trust me and Nick, just follow up on your leads. You will definitely get a deal. Well, you know, I've got a saying, Marcus. and so. One thing I've learned, again, like I'm really an educator poised as a lead generator, right? So Mm -hmm. my number one goal is to get my clients into action. And the ways I do that is by making shit simple. Mm -hmm. So I have a bunch of sayings that I'm sure I'll spew a bunch before we Uh end. But (laughs) one of them is every lead is worth two to five minutes of your time. Okay. And it's like... Doesn't matter what the notes say. It doesn't matter what happened or what they said. Hey, man, just call them. If they're a raging asshole, hang up the phone. Oh, right. That's all you got to do. And you know what? If it's like, wow, this went better than I thought. Oh, wow. They were really nice. Oh, wow. That's the person you want to stay in contact with. But if you just read some notes, because what happens is people, they look, even me sometimes, we all look at any reason not to do things. Yep. Yeah. Well, they said they wanted 400000 and I don't think that house is worth it. So I'm just not going to call I'm them. not going to call them. Yep. And I'm like, well, hey, call them. I had a guy with me for three days. He said, Nick, I got a contract already. I said, really? He said, yeah, the guy said he wanted 350000 I thought it was high. Lowballed him. He said, yes, I couldn't believe it. And it's like, that's the two to five minute rule, right? Yep. And it's if he would have just read the note and disregard it, he'd be at least 10000 Less rich. Less, yeah, yeah. And and that's that's a huge mistake. And guys, you all are listening. Don't 
over screen your leads. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have a cold caller that's calling for you, or if you're calling and people say, Hey, you know what? I want to get 350 grand for this property. And, I, and the house is, that's probably the ARV is 350,000. Still have that conversation with that seller, because there's something that you can probably glean from that lead. Even if you don't close the transaction, you built a relationship. You can always come back and follow up with that person six months, eight months, something like that, and see if the situation changes. Absolutely. And you know, and to add to that, Marcus, too, is even if there, I remember I had a person hire me. She got eight leads. Her campaign was pretty successful, but I could tell it was a, you could tell it's a saturated market when all your leads are assholes. Yeah. Okay? Yep. If every lead is grumpy, they're just being pounded, bro. Like that's it. And it's mm -hmm. like, be graceful with them. But it's not just like, look, you need to prove to them that you're a different kind of investor. Okay. That's the goal. And so with, with my, with, with this woman, she was so sweet. And she's like, Nick, the guy, the guy, he wouldn't answer my calls and he texted me out of nowhere, just come over. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she actually did it. She just went over and there's this old woman walking around in a momo, she says, uh -huh. And she pulls up and he's like, I'm here for Oscar. And she's like, what? And he's like, well, he said he wants to sell. He ain't selling. Get out of here. He's out of my head. Screaming out. And then she goes, uh -huh. oh, my God, this was so intense. And, and I said, look, here's the bright side. You're going to have to learn to deal with these people at some point in your career anyways. Yep, absolutely. Like, it's actually a blessing that you're receiving this lesson early, right? Yep, so yep. you can then figure it out and overcome it as opposed to just, uh, if you get, uh, and that's the other side, if they're all easy leads, I know we want them, but if they're all easy, we ain't learning anything. And not learn anything. Right? And you know, and what I tell people too is with the easy leads, hey, if you're getting a bunch of easy leads, something is wrong. Something mm -hmm. is completely wrong because, you know, they're not giving you the full story. Either the property has tons of liens on it that they're not disclosing to you, or they don't own the property, something like that. Wow. Wow. I, dude, I'm going to turn that into a marketing email. That's really good because your, or your offers are too high, right? Yep. yep. You know, or your offers are too high. Robert, and you know what? That's a good point. If the lead's not difficult, you're not doing it right. Yep. And it's like, there's something that there's, there should be some obstacle because that's why they're selling to you at 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean their attitude has to be the ops, the obstacle, but it's something like the taxes or the plumbing, right? Mm -hmm. or the papers or something. There's got to be some obstacle that they need to overcome. That's making them sell at that distrust amount. And if that's not there, then like you said, they're probably just blowing smoke. Yep. And I learned that actually from my attorney in one of my sub markets. And he said, you know what, Marcus, if all of these were easy, someone else would have already done these transactions. So you in the position of a problem solver, if you learn how to solve the toughest problems, you'll make the most money. So the biggest problems equate to the biggest paycheck. So you need to welcome those hard problems because you're going to make a lot of money by solving those problems. Well, and let's actually use this exact example I gave. Oscar is probably dying to get rid of this old freaking lady who lives in his house, right? Yep. yep. So that's probably his problem. Maybe she won't leave for whoever, mm -hmm. whatever reason. So 
you know, so when you get to the bottom of it and then when you start getting good at helping landlords get rid of tenants, all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I will totally sell you this house now. Yep. He's out. Yep. And so that's actually a great, like, what could we learn from this? This isn't just a crazy tenant and a landlord that wants to sell. This is a landlord that wants to sell because he has a crazy, it's a crazy tenant. tenant. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, and a lot of people don't look at it that way. Um, so guys, you, you always have to look at it when you're trying, when you're doing lead gen and you're trying to get leads, your main thing is I'm trying to find the problems. I'm not trying to find a house. I'm not trying to find a deal. I'm trying to find a problem. Once I find that problem, what can I do to help in this situation to solve this problem? Once you understand that, then you'll understand, okay, every lead that comes in, there's some kind of problem attached to it. How can I solve this problem? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. And you know, that almost goes back to dad's advice, right? Being diplomatic, creating wins. And that's, that's really the next part, right? So now that we found the problem, we have to, one thing I really preach really hardcore is customer service. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that realtors understand customer service as a baseline. And I think investors don't as a baseline, right? I think the average investor wants to show up 150,000, take it or leave it. Right. Yep. And although I understand that approach, I get it. You want to save time and effort and you don't want to weed through all. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But if you can get that person to love you or as close as they yep. can to loving you, right? Then even if they're not ready to sell now, and most aren't, most right. aren't, like right. we got to be, we got to be clear. But when they are ready, you should be the first person on the top of their phone list to mm-hmm. call. And I think that's the great, the, the great backup plan, you know, is to leave such a strong impression. Because one thing I've learned, this is going to, I think this is a little bit of a nugget, but the better your customer service is, the worse your follow-up can be. Yep. If you were amazing with them in the, in the moment, they're not going to forget you. And they're going to be, who was that nice man who really took Mm -hmm. the time to explain to Mm -hmm. me what happened? So that's one tip too. The the better and calmer you are with these sellers, I'm not saying you should have a worse follow-up game, but if they do slip through the cracks, they'll end up, oh, hey, I just, I found you. I'm so glad I found you. I wanted wanted to call you first because I trust you, you know? And, And you know what? You know what, Nick? That's very powerful because I can attest even in our company, it's times where we would follow up for someone with someone for over a year. And then all of a sudden they would just give us a call out of the blue. You know what? I'm ready. Let's yeah. get it done. Let's do it. What was your offer? You know, it, it, is your offer still good? And then even at that, then that gives us an opportunity to renegotiate. Yeah. You know what? We gave you this offer a year ago, but the market has changed. Things changed. Our offer now is X and they like, okay, well, whatever, let's just get it done. And that way I don't have to deal with this property anymore. So guys, that follow-up is key. And like you said, Nick, building that relationship with that seller, it's always a relationship game, no matter how, do not look at these people as sales. Okay. Yeah. It's like on the, on the old cartoons. Whenever they would show someone like with like T-bones in their eyes because he was hungry. It's like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to have dollar signs in your eyes when yep. you're looking at, you know, when you're working with these people. 
True, true. And I, I always tell our team is come from a perspective of compassion. You know, not everyone just didn't pay their taxes because they were broke. Not everyone, you know, has a terrible house because they didn't maintain it. But there's some kind of family dynamic or some kind of financial dy dynamic or hardship that they may have went through that was completely out of their control. And now you have to come in and try and help them get back on track. So I always tell our people is come from a service-minded perspective. Like you said, customer service. How can I help? How can I help facilitate this transaction? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, and it's the best, it's the best follow-up. It's as good as an owner finance offer, right? Because there's three things you can do if someone wants full retail price, right? One is owner finance. Two is be a realtor. Three is be awesome until a tree falls on the roof or they have to sell yep. for a distressed reason and they still call you later, you know? So that's actually a great point that great customer service and a great interaction is like a whole nother offloading strategy in itself, you mm -hmm. know? And then referrals. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Actually, Satley across the street just had this happen. Then you can train up. Well, well, look, clearly your property is in great condition and doesn't really match my criteria. Well, did you know that if you know anyone who does have a home that does sound like it matches this criteria and we close, I'll even give you $1,000 on top mm -hmm. just for referring them to me. And now you've got a bird dog. You went from yep. seller lead to a bird dog and probably a future closing as well. Yep. So, and guys, keep this in mind. This is what we do with our irate people. So even though they say, hey, stop calling me, yada, yada, yada. Sorry, sir. Completely understand you're getting bombarded with calls. Our whole approach is just to see where we can find sellers that are in need. Sounds like you don't, that you're not in need. Do you know of anyone that may possibly be in need that we can help? So when you come from that help perspective, that brings that anger down, that tension down. No, I'm not trying to steal your house. No, I'm not trying to rip you off. I'm just trying to find someone that we can help. Right. Yeah. I'm not trying to hurt you and the family. And then when that's actually one of my other sayings is, which supports everything we're talking about is deals are given. They are not taken. True. Right? So it's like, no matter how good you are, you can't go in and take that house from them. They know that there's, they know they're giving you a deal. Yeah. And if they don't like you, then you're not going to get that. You're not going to be gifted that property. Cause that's kind of what that is. All right, man. Hey, yeah, you're, I, I knew I had to sell this at a discount and you know, and I was looking for the right guy to sell it to. And you're that right guy. You Man, know? I'm sitting here with my uh, iPad just jotting down all of these notes because you're giving some some great gems, man. Deals are not given. I'm, deals are not taken. They're given. Man, that's that's powerful. Because everybody tries to, you know, make nade out of lemons. Not every opportunity is going to be a deal, right. you know. And sometimes you just have to have to move on because, again, they're not taking, they're giving. When you have that seller on the phone and they say, hey, you know what? I just really need help. You need to sell this house because of X, Y, and Z, or I have a family member in the property and they're not paying rent anymore. And I don't want to deal with the family riff because my family members are saying, you should be nice, so on and so forth. Okay, well, let us handle this. You know, let us step in. We'll buy the house even with them in the house and we'll work on transitioning them out. That way you don't have to worry about it. You know, so it's having these additional tools in your toolbox in order to help 
people get out of those situations. Yeah. And that's actually, that's really good. And God, that, that makes so much sense too. That would, I mean, that, I bet you've actually worked that exact scenario. That's probably why you. I have. I and, have. And that's powerful. I mean, that's exactly what happens. Every, there's six people saying, why not just let Jasper live for free in the house? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I got to pay for it. You know how much taxes are on that. <laughs> yep. and, and they're wrecking the place too. You know, and mm-hmm. honest with you, a lot of people talk about real estate as passive income. I'm just going to be frank. Having tenants has been the most stressed out I've ever been in my life. When a tenant isn't paying you and they're living in your house, something in my heart, like I realize that's not healthy for me to have. Mm-hmm. Like I get like anxiety and not that I need the money, but I feel like I'm such a nice person. And like when someone takes advantage of me, it like really hurts my feelings. Yep, yep. Just, it's really just the best way for me to put it. Um, so I'm a huge fan of property management companies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because, and you know what? I have a heart. So when people struggle, I want to mm-hmm. be them. But you know what? With tenants, and I'm sorry to say this, sometimes it's like once they realize you have a heart, they just keep pulling those yep. strings. Yeah. And, and so I just want to share some personal, but I just want to share that because it's been pretty stressful for me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the way it is with, with a lot of people, you know, naturally people do not like confrontation. And when you have to evict somebody, that's a confrontation and not everybody wants to deal with that confrontation. So you say, all right, I will step in your shoes and I will handle this confrontation for you. That way you don't have to deal with it. However, by me dealing with it, it's going to cost you, you know, and the cost is going to be, you know, this amount. Yeah. Are you willing to pay this amount in order for me to make this headache go away for you? And a lot of times people will say yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and like, let's even relate it to a car. My father passed away and, and, and we have a couple cars that we're trying to figure out what to do with. And then I think sometimes wholesalers might think, well, how can we charge so much? Like they might even feel like they're out of integrity for making $30,000 on a deal. Well, guys, Mm -hmm. I can tell you how hard it is to sell something for somebody, how much work it goes in. These homeowners, they don't want to tour a bunch of strangers through their house and, and, and then feel shameful about the condition that it's in. Mm -hmm. So it's time you're getting a big assignment fee. Just remember that, like you worked for that. And right now, even like with my dad's car, like we all even have the money. And it's even almost worth it to go, I'd rather take less to not have to have 20 people come look at his car yep. and test drive it and then take it to a mechanic and do all this stuff. And so before you realize it, convenience, and that's really, this is back to the service piece. Yep. Sailors, we are offering convenience. That fee is a convenience fee. Now they don't have to have 20 people in their home trying to buy it and all this other stuff, that's a part of the convenience that we bring. And that price is worth a lot. To mm-hmm. some. Exactly. And I speak from experience. So, I mean, I have so many stories because I've been doing this for over a decade. And just yeah. to speak on that, I remember one situation where we were working with a gentleman out of California and he was driving from California to Phoenix almost every other weekend to work on this house and his health turned bad. And his family, he had some family situations and he was just like, you know what? I just need to get rid of this property. Whatever you need to charge me in order to get rid of this property, let's do it. And I could have charged him anything. You know, we could have really made a killing on it. 
but you thought up, you brought up the $30,000. That's how much we made on this property. And he was pleased. He was happy. He was like, you know what? I'm happy to give up $30,000 worth of equity to make this situation go away, you know, because then he needed the money for medical bills that he was taking care of and everything like that. And he had people breaking into the house. So we actually solved that problem for him. And he was happy. He was happy that we did that for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no price you can put on someone's peace, right? It's like, it's a great way to word that. And that's what we're providing. We're actually, we're peace providers. Hey, look, mm-hmm. we're going to get you this money and you don't have to deal with any war. <laughs> okay. Right. Is cash this check? Get out of here and go spend it. You know? True, we'll, true. We'll, we'll for you. <laughs> so, so Nick, let's kind of, kind of changing gears here, man. I know you guys do a lot of cold calling. Um, let's kind of go over, uh, if someone wanted to work with your company doing cold calling, what's kind of walk us through the steps, the blueprint on, I'm getting you guys to do the cold calling for them. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'll give you guys some, you know, some of our key things, you know, we, I'm the owner of the business, which is really cool. Um, We've been in business for six years this year. Uh, We offer, we have really unique propositions, right? For our customers, no contracts, no commitments. So every purchase is single serving. And and you, if you want it again, you got to come back and buy it again. We're never going to like auto charge anyone's card. And I think, that mm-hmm. that's fine. That's more and more rare as time goes on. All my competition that's popping up, they have very big setup fees and they have like 2000 a month minimums that you yep. like to spend with them. And we're not like that. Our packages start at $300 and they go all the way up to 1300. So everything is really reasonable. And uh, you'd start by checking out the site, which is leadminingpros.com. And, and then from there, If you click on the pricing tab, you'll see all of the packages that we offer. One of the cool things I do is I think because I ran restaurants and because of that win-win I spoke of earlier, Mm -hmm. I offer everything in four different sizes. So, and what that does, that fits everybody's budget. So like, for example, on the American side, my smallest one's 482, uh, $482. The next Mm -hmm. one's 140. The next one's 1300. So if you were like, well, I have a $500 budget, well, it's easy to figure out which one's perfect. Right. So um, pick the one that, and people say, Nick, which one, which one should I pick? Now, because of the kind of person I am, my first piece of advice is pick which one respects your budget the most. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't break the bank. All right. Right. If you don't have it. Do not spend it. And, and, and I can tell right away. Because there might be a little element of stress mm-hmm. on or something after you spend it. And the reason why I don't think that's good is because if you have that stress or that scarcity and then the campaign kicks off, you're not going to be able to be thinking positively yep. during campaign. So the first and foremost, respect the budget. Now, the second thing is, is you say, Nick, which one gets me closer to a deal? Well, because mm-hmm. that's my next most popular question. And that one is our two bigger ones. Those are called like the King Kong and the Godzilla. They range okay. from 100 to $1,200. And those ones will get you closest to a deal. Now, earlier we talked about metrics. I actually have metrics on everything. So if you, I wonder, could, could you give me a screen share on here? I could actually. Sure, sure. But one thing that we offer on all of our packages is we offer lead averages. 
So I'll pull up the site here in a second. And as soon as we get the lead averages, um, I'll show you guys real quick. And remember, Nick, this is audio too for the podcast. So everything that you show us, let's just make sure that we uh, verb verbalize it also. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So there is no video here. Got it. Or, or it's both. Yeah, it's both. Yep. Gotcha. So yeah. So, you know, on here, for example, the King Kong package averages 12 to 37 leads. This is actually listed on the site. Again, I'm a very transparent person. So everything you're buying, you know exactly what you're getting and exactly what to expect. Mm -hmm. Now, King Kong's $1,275. It includes American callers and it averages 12 to 37 leads. Well, what does that mean as far as deals? So the reason why I recommend this for people that close a deal is our average client is telling us that they close one lead out of every 12 to 18 leads that come in. Okay. That's exactly why I recommend the King Kong or the Godzilla if it, if it works for your budget. Okay. okay. Um, and now- And this is, per, is this per month or- So the clients are, are in full control. They can okay. choose all of our packages from one week to four weeks. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. The King Kong can go up to six weeks because it is so big if that's what they, they want to do. But a good rule of thumb is I never recommend what, however you divide it up, I would never recommend dividing it up among for less than 500 dials per week. Okay. So the King Kong, for example, comes with 3000 dials, which is why I recommend a max of six weeks because 3000 divided by six, yep. 500 <laughs> dials per week. Um, so just, just a little ninja tip there. And the reason for that is because if it's less than 500 dials, you may feel not feel enough traction in your business. Right. Okay. Like it, like it's actually working. But so those are the closing ratios that we basically see is the one in 12 to 18 leads close. So what I tell my clients is our first goal is to really get you to 20 leads, right? So okay. goal one is 20 leads. And then out of those 20, you should have one definitely either under contract or waiting to be signed. And then you should really ideally have one in the pipeline. Like, oh, this is a really good one, but we're working on them. We're working to get right. to 20. You know, so I always say get to 20 first. I have some clients I notice when they get seven, like literally, we'll have clients kick off. They'll get seven leads right away and they'll actually get discouraged sometimes. Nick, you know, none of these leads really you know, they, they really mm -hmm. don't act great. And I say, look, I, first of all, I, I understand. Let's take a look. Let's go over the notes. But if one in 12 to 18 close, that means one in 11 to 17 don't. Right. Which is mm -hmm. why I say, let's get to 20 before we really make a judgment about what's happening. So that's kind of some good KPI insight. Okay. You don't always want to be like, oh, I got three, they stunk, or I got seven, they stunk. When you hit 12, 15, 18, and 20, and they're stinking and stinking and stinking and stinking, then, you know, we, we can start to find one of two things. But most likely, one would be list quality, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe the list isn't strong enough. Maybe there's not enough distress factors. Um, two would be, what does our script say? Is our script too vague? Yep. You know, are yep. we really not drilling enough down? 
And then three would be your personal acquisition process. If you have 20 leads, absolutely numerically speaking, one of them should be distressed. Mm -hmm. So my honest opinion, if you have 20 leads and you have nothing, you need to reevaluate your systems and go back through every lead and treat them like they're brand new again and call them all back. What did I miss on these leads? Yeah. I think that that's the main thing that's most likely missing, but it's going to be one or multiple of those three things. And then also, guys, you have to realize, you know, that may be the first touch on that lead. And you have to understand that it's between six and nine touches in order to get that deal. So that first person may say, yeah, you know what? It's a lead. However, you may need to touch them a couple of more times before they finally say, okay, let's do it. You know, it's, it's a huge transaction for most people. You know, most people only buy and sell a house maybe once or twice in their lifetime. So for them just to automatically say, yeah, let's do it. Let's get it done. That don't necessarily always happen. And you have to, you have to bring them down that road and show them exactly what you can do. Because first of all, there's a lot of skepticism. Hey, you just gave me a call out of the blue. I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. Why should I want to do business with you? So sometimes that first call may just be just that warm introduction. You know, yes, I know lead mining did the, the first touch, but then you as the business owner in your business, now you need to introduce yourself, your service and your business in order to make them feel warm and fuzzy about wanting to do business with you. Well, you're exactly right. And on top of that, I love what you were saying because it's not always the minute you call them is not the minute they want to sell. Yep. Right. And if those two things actually do line up, you should go play lotto. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> because it's very, oh, wow. We were just about to that, blah, blah. Like it, that mm -hmm. doesn't happen. Okay. And this is why the relationship is so important. The relationship is important because if it's not now and it's next week or next month or next year or whatever, next quarter, then your relationship has to be strong enough to overcome that distance. And people are rarely ready now. Now, that's and that's exactly why we I say one in 20, because one in 20 actual leads really should be pretty close to being ready now. And, mm -hmm. and if it's not, then again, that acquisition process. And the cool thing about what I offer too, Marcus, that I really don't advertise a lot of is I offer free coaching with all of my products. Okay. Wow. That's so good. In my cell phone numbers on the site. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I, I don't just want to be a lead generator. I want to be a closer for my clients. Mm -hmm. I don't mean I'll close the deals, but I mm -hmm. want you guys, I want them to be closing deals. I don't feel satisfied by just sending you 20 leads. I feel satisfied by sending you 20 leads and you getting one closing or two closings from it. That's where my satisfaction comes in. So anyone who's out there and you ever hire my service or you get a lead and you don't know what to say or you don't know what to do, you can always call my cell phone literally and I will answer it. I'll tell you exactly what to say, exactly what to do and why. And then you just go do it. And, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of people go, oh, wow, how do you have the time to do that? You know, well, these aren't mm -hmm. long calls. These are five minute calls. Yep. Hey, I just got this lead. Well, here, here's a couple lines. Knock them dead. Let me know what happens. <laughs> true, true. 
And one of the things that my partner always says, and you, you touched on it, is it's an event-based business. So when you make that initial phone call, that event may not have happened. And that event may not happen for another six months. But as long as you keep in contact with them people, once that event happens, guess what? They're going to think about you. And you may call them shortly after that event happens. There's so many times that we have contacted people and they wasn't ready. And it was like, well, I'll just keep your number and we follow up. And then they say, you know what? I'm glad you gave me a call. This is what's going on with the property. We need to sell. We didn't, we lost your number, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then they, they finally decide to uh, sign a contract. So um, guys, always remember, it's an event-based business and it's not based on your event. It's not based on your bank account. When you need money, it's based on when their life situation happens. Right, right, right. It doesn't matter what your mortgage is coming due, right? <laughs> yep. Your mortgage is coming due. Yep. So Nick, let's take a brief break. Hear a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, let's talk about your team. Um, I know you said you're, you have cold callers. What does that look like and how do they provide the service for your clients? So let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to Batchly.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. You look at tons of YouTube videos and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner, Mike, are going to show you how to overcome all those challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside. All right, guys, we are back with Nicholas Nick, and we are talking about lead mining and specifically uh, cold calling. So, Nick, tell me about your your services and your cold callers, because I know a lot of people say, hey, you know what? I can go out and get a cold caller from the Philippines for two dollars an hour versus somebody onshore that that may charge ten dollars an hour. Kind of lay out the dichotomy between the two. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and thank you. And so one thing I try to tell people is that the hourly cold caller is very representative of you having to pay for everything else, right? Yep. So you have to pay for a dialer, all right? So a dialer is going to be 150 a month, mm -hmm. right? 
You'd have to pay for a texting platform. Let's say we use launch control. I think their smallest plans 500 a month. Okay. And then you still have to pay for the lists and the yep. skip tracing for all yep. those. So I think a lot of people, you know, I think one thing I created here is the price really, I don't really think you could do it cheaper yourself than, than what I'm offering. What we just came up with was $650 a month. We haven't pulled a list. We haven't skipped traced. We haven't hired an employee and we sure as hell haven't trained them to do everything we want them to do. Okay. And so when you hear hourly, what hourly means is they're your responsibility. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that might sound like you want that, but in most cases, I don't think you do want that. And that's because when they get sick, when they have issues, when their power goes out, now all of a sudden your operation is at a standstill. So all that being said, some of the premier services that we offer that may be harder to recognize is, for example, human resources. You know, you Mm -hmm. guys, also you hire someone, you have payroll. Oh, how many hours did they work? Oh, are they stealing from me? All this other stuff, right? With us, it's so cut and dry with the way it works. You buy dials, I give you dials. And I can actually give you a report on what happened as a result of each dial. Mm-hmm. I have also 30 employees that work for me. So when someone calls out, our operations aren't stopped. Right. There's nine other people to step in. You know, we, we never have problems with stuff like that. Our price also includes a dialer. I have an operations manager who's actually, um, who's awesome. She, she's here in America too. She's an operations manager. She runs everything for me. She actually trains and develops and listens to five call recordings per caller per week. And after each dial, always submits feedback to them, whether they're doing amazing or they need improvement. And so when you hire something like us, I like to call it your lead generation department because I've already thought of everything from quality assurance to the pulling of the list. We pay for the dialer, the employees are trained. And most importantly, We've been in business six years now. My average employee, no lie, has been with me for five years right now. Wow, that's good. That's good. And I can actually, yeah, well, you know, and I can share my secrets there. And, you know, for my Americans, my secret to keeping them for so long is I let them work whenever they want to. So they actually pick their schedules. All right. Cold calling already sucks. I'm not going right. to force you to sit in front of the computer from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on top of doing something that sucks, right? So instead, I treat it like Uber and I say, work whenever you want to, just get the job done. And then I actually provide bonuses to them each week if they work a certain amount of hours, okay? Mm-hmm. And I do it on hours instead of leads because I don't want them to start pulling bad leads yeah. and them to clients. So. Mm-hmm. I just track, I do it by hours instead. So that's my secret sauce for Americans. For Filipinos, the secret is I pay them three times more than what they ask for. And so my Filipinos, I pay about five fifty to $7 an hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. And no one's going anywhere for that rate. I actually looked that up in the Philippines and it's equivalent to making what a doctor makes over there. Wow. So, so my employees and, and they will, cause they're making so much, they will put in 50 hours a week 
if it's mm-hmm. available to them because they're making so much more over the average level over there. So like when you hear that I've had employees for so long and everyone's like, well, th- there's always so much turnover. How does he do it? You just, it's that win-win back to that mm-hmm. win that my dad taught me. You have to know what makes each subsect happy. Americans don't care the most about money. They care about freedom and consistency. Oh. You know, and Filipinos, they actually do care about money. However, the ratio isn't much. So you can pay them really well and yep. still and still keep them extremely happy too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things that I tell people is, is that training piece. A lot of people overlook that. They say, well, you know what? I can go and get me a cold caller myself for about $3 an hour, you know, and, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get $3 an hour worth of service and you're going to get terrible leads. You're going to get people that's just riding the clock, you know, just having right. a dialer running, not picking up the phone, talking to people. Hanging up on them. We had, I've only had this once, but I hired a South American employee and he used to live in America. So I felt good about it. We caught him sleeping on the club. We're listening to his call recordings. Hello. Yeah. This, this was like five years ago. When you're doing this, these are, it's almost like having a tenant. You know, having some of these VA employees, some of them are working for three other people at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just, and so, you know, I think people really short change how much work it is, you know, and on top of all that, if you have an employee, that means you should be pretty damn good at whatever you're having them do. Them to do. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're not a great cold caller, you hiring a cold caller isn't going to make you a better cold caller. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's very true. And, and people try and hire cold callers to do the job that they don't want to do because they're uncomfortable at doing it. You know, so don't just pass the buck. What I always tell people is get comfortable at cold calling. That way, when it comes to training, if you're not using a service like lead mining pros or something like that, and you say, okay, well, I want to bring everything in house. You have to know exactly what to train them on how to make those calls, you know, what the disposition process looks like, the correct questions, to ask, everything like that. But, and one of the main things that people overlook, again, like you said, Nicholas, is, you know, setting up the dialer, bringing in, skip tracing the leads, pulling the leads, all of that kind of stuff takes time, energy, and a lot of money. So if you're not ready to do all of that, then I would I would definitely recommend hiring it out to a service like Lead Mining Pros. And I'm not getting no affiliate link or anything like that from this. I'm just letting you guys know um, that that would be the best route. And that's what we tell our students also is if you don't have the time to manage and you're not good at cold calling, hire it out. And then that way you can get a detailed report, you know, each week. Well, actually each day. And see how your your cold calling team is doing. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw on some other big benefits, you know, that that these companies don't have if you piece it together yourself. We have two guarantees on all of our products. So our one of our guarantees is a zero lead guarantee, where if we get zero leads on your campaign, I literally give you 50% more of whatever you paid for completely free. So if you spend a thousand bucks with us, you get zero. And honestly, even one, I count one as zero just to be, again, I'm a win-win kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Just have one. I'm not going to say, oh, you got one. So, right. you know, no, that's still zero to me. And so if you even get one lead, I give you 50% more. And then I have a satisfaction guarantee 
where if you get leads and you're just not feeling it, or we messed up something or something happened along the lines, or you're just dissatisfied, I give you 20% more completely free, you know? And I'll tell you, if you go to your VA and they have a bad week, that's not, if anything, they're just going to quit on you and you'll have to start all over Mm -hmm. again with someone Mm -hmm. else. But with us, I really want our clients to feel comfortable with the decision we made. That's why I answer my cell phone. And that's why I have these guarantees. And another thing that we have that I don't advertise on the site, I don't know why I don't, but I offer weekly one-on-ones to all clients who are with us. So at the end of each week, you're going to get a breakdown of your stats, and then you can book a call with me to actually cover those stats in depth with you. So if they're great and you want to know why, I'll tell you, Mm -hmm. if crappy and you want to learn how to troubleshoot them to make them better, I'll meet with you and, and I'll, I'll tell you. So it's not just lead gen. It's like hands-on lead gen. I help ensure that my clients don't fail. Wow. That's great, Nick. Is, that is excellent, man. So let's uh, kind of wrap up here, man. Always good conversation talking with you, man, and good, excellent content. So give us, man, some words of encouragement for those people that are that are doing some lead gen and they're just not figuring it out and it's not going well for them, or they may have had some small success and they're in between deals. Give us some words of encouragement that can help those people. Yeah. I think the best thing I can share with those people is to create micro wins. Okay. I've got a new phrase I've been focusing on and that's creating micro wins in a situation. So what a lot of people don't know, and I kind of, my origin story is long, so I really shortened it uh, mm-hmm. for, for us. But I was our first cold caller. I cold wow. called for seven months straight before I hired my first employee. Okay. Wow. And one thing I would do is I would really give myself other wins than a lead and a closed deal. We can't just live our life off of leads and closed deals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're new. So, One of my goals was just to be extremely pleasant. That was just my goal, being extremely pleasant. Mm -hmm. And if anyone ever said to me, oh, it was so great talking to you. Oh, it was so nice to meet you. Oh, thank you for your time today. I'm calling them. They're thanking me for my job. (laughs) Wow. And so it's like, whenever I would hear those things, I would literally hang up the phone and celebrate. Okay. And I think that one of the biggest things we do is when we're lead generating, we're too busy evaluating everything on the contract or the closed deal. And we're not busy enough counting our wins on, are you even comfortable talking about real estate yet? I remember my first 200 calls, I sucked at talking about real estate. Well, after that, you get pretty good. And I remember I'm talking on the phone and I'm like, yo, I'm getting pretty good at this. Like we have to <laughs> stop and smell the roses sometimes. And I, that, that how, and I'll say something, a cool epiphany I had this last week. Life is very confusing because we want to earn a lot of things, but we want to also be very grateful. Mm-hmm. But earning a lot of things or privilege, as I like to call it, you want to privilege yourself, but privilege kills gratitude because the better your life gets, actually, the more of a pain in the ass you become. 
However, our goal is to kind of stay in that motion of, I need to give myself a bunch of stuff. Like right now I have three jet skis and four cars and like something's always broken down, Mm -hmm. right? Now I could be grumpy that something's always broken down or I could be like, Nick, you've got three jet skis. You've got like $200 worth of toys, bro. Like, you know, like own, own the celebration moment here. Not everything gives us a reason to be frowned upon. So while you're learning and you're cold calling, you're privileging yourself with a bunch of experience. Then you need to stop and be grateful for that privilege. Okay. I haven't got a deal yet, but I've called 2000 people or I've been pursuing these leads. I'm getting close. I'm learning. Where are your micro wins to keep you in the game? So you don't get too discouraged on the way. Cause I'm the same way. The reason why I do this is because once I get discouraged, I'm out. However, I know that if I can, I, I want to use the term fake because it almost is like a faking, you know, mm-hmm. but if I can encourage myself along the way that I'm going to keep discouragement further away from me. If I feel like I'm getting better at cold calling, I'm going to keep going. If I feel like I'm getting worse, I'm going to stop. But so create milestones for yeah. yourself in the form of these micro wins so you can actually keep track of your progress and don't let the privilege of how good you're getting rob you from being grateful of the experience that you're currently having. Yep. And, and that, that's, I mean, you hit it right on the head, man. It's, it's really just being, being thankful and having that gratitude. Like you said, okay, yeah, I haven't gotten a deal, but guess what? I had the money in order to pay my cold callers. I had the money in order to pay my team to keep going. And eventually, as long as we keep going, we're going to close some deals. We're going to get some deals done. I'm learning. I'm paying attention. I came up with a quote the other day and it says, "Any." I said, you know what the cool thing about life is? Anything you ever do will help you with anything you ever decide as long as you're paying attention. And I think that last sentence is really it. As long as you're paying attention. If you're just aimlessly making calls or working and you're not learning shit, you should, okay, I'm not going to argue with that, but, or you should figure out how you can start learning. But if you're constantly learning and absorbing and getting better, then that's a freaking good path to be on. But you need to be able to track that path as well while you're on it. True, true. Well, Nick, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. Guys, I know you got quite a bit of this uh for one i mean just the encouragement to just stay on track and to keep doing what you're doing and also to know that there is a way to where you don't have to try and do everything on your own you don't have to try and do everything by yourself we're here to help you and help facilitate you getting those win-wins so nick man thank you so much appreciate it and what's the website once again at leadminingpros.com and that it is an S at the end as well. Okay. All right. So there you go, guys. Go to leadminingpros.com. If you have any inclination on, you know, hiring a cold caller, cold calling team, and you don't want to go through the minutia of trying to hire them on your own, hire them and manage cold callers on your own, just go to leadminingpros.com. So thank you so much. It's been another awesome episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. And thank you for being here once again. Yes, sir. Thank you, Marcus. Say bye. All right, guys. Excellent content right there. I mean, Nicholas, 
with Lead Mining Pros, we really wanted to kind of touch on cold calling without going into a whole lot of metrics, but just the psychology of how you need to be thinking when you're doing cold calling, when you're hiring cold callers, or when you hire a service, just Lead Mining Pros. So make sure, make sure you get out there and you start looking at what you need to do to get closer to your next deal. Okay, we're we're working diligently with our students to get them to close more deals. We're putting a lot of things in place for them with our online course and with our in-person meetings and our and our weekly meetings. They are closing deals. They're having fun. We're having fun. So if you feel free to join us, you can go to azdfc.com. Look at everything that we offer. We have two mentors. It's myself and my partner, Mike. Um, we have over 20 years of experience in the business as far as deal finding, wholesaling, marketing, things of that nature. So uh, feel free to take advantage of that opportunity. And then also, again, we have our 15-minute free consultation. You can jump on the phone directly with me. Yes, yours truly, me, not a representative. But again, it's only 15 minutes, so make sure you have all of your questions ready to be answered. So Thank you so much. I love you. We love Equity Real Estate Family. You guys encourage me. You guys inspire me. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram, MRCS Maloney. Um, you can find me on Facebook, MRCS Maloney, or just Google my name and you'll find ways to contact me. But if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'd love to answer your questions for you. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.